Howdy, Soraya. <laughs> Howdy, Jeff. <laughs> How are you this morning? Apparently, I'm on some technology lag, so enjoying my responses three minutes after I've said it. <laughs> so we're not exactly uh, live here talking to each other. So wait, are are you in a are you on the space station today? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm on my way to Mars. Just forgot to tell you. <laughs> I hope you got Matt Pucci with you because we know uh, he's a fan of space travel. So. <laughs> It would definitely make traveling there a lot more fun. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you would love that. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're not talking about space travel today. Uh, we're talking about something else on the heels of our conversation with Steve Wynn, right? Yes. Um, we're taking a look at the band, the Romans. So the Romans were on down there, or they're album uh last days of the ranch all right so the romans is our subject today um like you said released on down there records right yeah 1986 1986 it's their second album so um i say we get started and see what happens today hi this is soraya and this is jeff our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right, so the Romans, The Last Day at the Ranch. Their second album, like you yep. said, released in 1986 on Down There Records. Um, this was distributed by Restless Records, so, uh, who are con connected or associated with um, Enigma, I believe. And um, Steve was talking a little right. bit about this. And there are some connections, Soraya, with this album and the Paisley Underground. Yes, you. there are various connections. Okay, Jeff, spit them out. All right. So it's produced by Steve Wynn, released by Steve Wynn. Um, mm -hmm. Also, yeah. it was engineered and mixed by Paul B. Cutler, who uh, later joined Dream Syndicate in what I call like the middle period, which should be one of our topics pretty mm -hmm. soon. We should talk about Paul B. Cutler. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And then other connections. So let's talk about the lineup for the Romans. So the lineup, um, I'm going to pull up because I don't know all the bands that these guys were in. So as... Um, Steve mentioned uh, the singer and bass player Michael Ollencott was in a band called Monitor, which is nothing like the Romans. They were, they I think they just released one record and it's a great record. Um, interestingly enough, Meat Puppets do one song on that album, so it's strange, but that's more like a, I want to say goth art band, art rock band, but very interesting record. So Michael came from that. He's the bassist and singer for the Romans. Um, also from Monitor is Keith Mitchell, who plays drums with the Romans, and Keith um, has played with Chris Kakavis. Um, he was part of Opal, Mazzy Star, Clay Allison. 
So uh, definitely a connection there. And then the guitar player, rhythm guitar player, Juan Gomez, um, was also uh, also has a connection because he played with Dennis Duck and Human Hands. So there's yet another connection. And then the lead guitar player, Richard Floyd, I got to read these because there's a lot of connections here, who plays lead guitar and mandolin. <laughs> he was also part of Chris Kakavez and Junkyard Love, Green on Red. He's played with Steve Wynn. Ben White Rope, who we've discussed loosely. We need to talk about them a little bit more. Giant Sand, Droogs, Russ Tolman. So there's lots of connections with this lineup here and uh, connections to Paisley Underground with uh, between Steve and, and some of the members. So definitely in the family tree of Paisley Underground, for sure. 100%. Now, I found something and a, a short bio oh since you have the album there can you do me a favor and look at the credits okay tell me if you see the name the of um, the romans album the credits okay and see if you see the name see if you see the name chris cacabus hmm i don't recall seeing him listed in the credits I don't believe so because I've read over these pretty thoroughly. Because, so I found something online, but that's why I wanted to check with you because you're my expert. Um, this short bio said, keyboard player Chris Kakavis also played on The Last Days at the Ranch and often joined the band on stage. Wow. I wonder if he's uncredited because I don't see him listed on here anywhere. But I can certainly see that that would be the case with all of the connections that we discussed earlier. But no, I right. don't see listed whatsoever. I think we need to confirm this with Chris Kakavis. Okay, yeah. I would not be surprised in the least. It, it, was, it caught my eye. It caught my eye. Oh, yeah, certainly. Huh. I never knew about that. So I did want to mention, Soraya, that... Um, the availability of this record is pretty limited. Um, the, as far as I know, it was only released on vinyl and cassette. And it was only the original release that you could find, only the original vinyl. I don't think it's been reissued. I've never seen it on CD. Um, I, I can't find it anywhere digitally, so you can't find it on Spotify as far as I know, or Pandora or Apple or any of the other things. So I think if you want this album, um, it's you're, you're going to have to look for it in vinyl. And it's not that difficult to find on vinyl. I looked on Discogs and there was a number of listings, most of which were located in Europe. So our European listeners will be happy. But there was a few copies found in the States and they're all just a couple bucks. So it, it was it's found relatively cheap. I was happy because my buddy Tori Troutman, who's a huge fan, of this um my fellow member of uh our band smoky ghosts of big trees and uh he he gave me a copy on cd that was transferred from the vinyl so if anybody wants it digitally reach out to us and i can help you out there but wow. if you want to buy it yeah go ahead i said thank you tori i know right right yeah and that's that's uh how we're going to be listening to it today from the cd that we had so um uh, 
if you want to find it, you can buy copies of the vinyl for sure. And they're, they're relatively easy to find and relatively cheap. So, <clears throat> but I don't see a lot of information online about the Romans. So, no. Yeah. So today I think we're mostly just going to be listening to some tunes. So this is kind of sort of like a first listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, we did a first listen where you played songs for me and got my opinion. So yeah. Uh, for some of our listeners, this may be their first listen. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. So this could be an in introduction to some. Yes. And uh, for those of you who already know it, hopefully you'll enjoy some of our picks. And I'd love to know what songs y'all would pick. I didn't pick a lead off track this time, at least for side. How dare you, sir? <laughs> at least for side one. But for those that did listen to the Steve Wynn episode that we put out what, a couple of weeks ago, um, you'll you'll hear a little clip of the leadoff track in there. So I say we start with one of your picks then. Okay. So I picked um, my my thought process with this album because this was a, a pretty new album for me. Um, I picked one from each side. So from side one, I picked uh, track four, which is Loser. I almost picked that one, Soraya. Man, we're joined at the brain. <laughs> so enjoy this. We'll talk about it after.
It is. It is. They're kicking butt on that one. Nice, fast, punkish, but still um, in their in their vibe because they're they've definitely got this Western vibe. If anyone hasn't figured it out by Jeff Sapp, but <laughs> um, I just like the song because it's fast, hard, and um, uh, I really liked everything about it. It just sounded like a great punk song. Yeah, and. Robert Lloyd's, I, I hope I said Robert Lloyd earlier, not Richard Lloyd. Robert Lloyd's lead guitar on this is fantastic. It, it's just so erratic and just just has all of the feels and aggression. I love it. You could tell it's, yes. it doesn't sound like it's something that's really worked out, but just feeling. <laughs> yes, Yeah. I agree. And everything that you said about Loser is the exact same reason why I picked my first song, Greed, Hate, and Drinking. And I like the title, Greed, Hate, and Drinking. Best uh, title ever. Sounds like a sounds like a country country song there. <laughs> but uh, like you, I decided to go with one song from Side A and one song from Side B. And this is uh, the closing track on Side A. And as our listeners are probably listening to this episode, I'm probably on my uh, road trip around the Southwest, um, Southwest America. We're going through Arizona and New Mexico. And this album just feels to me like, like the Southwest. So uh, perfect soundtrack for me. So I'll be listening to this on my road trip, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, for exactly the same reasons that you picked Loser, I picked Greed, Hate, and Drinking. Upbeat, punkish guitars. Um, Keith Mitchell's drumming with that fast fast beat exactly the same reason but um other than that i don't have a whole lot to say about the song other than it kicks ass so here's the romans with greed hate and drinking last song on side a or side one you're gone
does it get more succinct than that great hating drinking right right yeah yeah it sounds like a it could definitely be a country song all the way and with that beat uh, just a little punked up like you said so nice it's perfect <laughs> yeah now jeff you did something interesting uh-oh i imagine no 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 you did something interesting because you pick back-to-back picks so last song of side one or side eight and then first song of side two yeah 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 so why i think it's natural then let's just move on with jeff's picks okay so my next pick is uh as soraya mentioned it is the first song on side two and i really like the title vicky 70. um i don't know what the title means but um of course i first person i thought of was vicky peterson when i hear it but um there's a guitar line in here that really caught my ear and towards the end of the song it to me it has a little um bagpipes ish feel on the guitar mm-hmm. where it almost sounds like the sound that big country got if you remember that band right remember that song in a big country yeah yeah so <clears throat> not throughout the song but at the end of it it has that little vibe and um it's just another song that really catches my ear on on this album and this album is full of great songs but not the same beat that we've heard with loser and greed hate and drinking with that country beat but um but it's more of a slow down a bit but it's just it's just a great tune and and that guitar is what really caught me and made me want to share share this song and um i will want want to add at this point that i think steve wynn did a pretty good job on the production of this and uh i think he mentioned when he was talking to us that his goal uh, as a producer, it was not to come in and change everything and be the kind of producer that made a bunch of suggestions, but just wanted the band to feel comfortable and right. to do their songs and to capture how they are on record. And um, never having seen the band live, I don't know what they were like, but um, I I like how it feels listening to this record. So I did want to add that. Um, that the production is pretty cool. So Vicky 70 is the song that I picked. Um, I don't have much more to say other than um, it, it, that guitar. So when we get, especially towards the end, see if you hear what I hear with the guitar kind of sounding like a bagpipes a bit. Okay. All right, Vicky 70.
totally different vibe than a loser or greed, hate, and drinking. Yeah. See, and that's one of the things that I think is a real surprise about this album is if you think about you know, some of the other tracks, you say, okay, this is definitely kind of a true West ish, you know, has a country vibe in it. But it's a completely, each song is different. And also, there are some tracks that are, you know, minimal to no uh, lyrics. Oh. You know, there are a couple of songs that you just get to enjoy the musicianship of it. Yeah. So it's a very different album. Yeah, for sure. It's unique. It's unique. And yeah. when I think about 1986 and what was coming out at that time, this is a very, this is a different path. Yeah, for sure. And I think that time was very transitional, if if I remember right. I remember prior to that, a lot of things were very new wave-ish, right? I mean, you're going from new wave into what became grunge, right? So there was that mm -hmm. late 80s where it was unusual for music. And this is, I think, definitely part of that transitional phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so your last pick, you also had something from side two. Yes, and I picked track four, which is called Last Days. It's almost so. like the title track, kind of. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Last Days at the Ranch. But, you know, they share a word. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, why did you pick this one? I just liked it when I heard it. Yeah, okay. I liked it when I heard it. I liked the arrangement. I liked everything about it. So that's why I picked it. Yeah, I saw on the credits that Steve Wynn is noted as singing background vocals on the song. Well, there you go. There's uh, more, you know, more of the people that we enjoy their music, you know, involved in this in this record. I never you know, unless the credits are revealed, I never would have really kind of uh, put all the all the connections together to other Paisley Underground and adjacent bands. So yeah, I never did until we started talking about doing this. Um, I've heard the album plenty of times, but I never made all the connections until until we started discussing doing this episode and doing the research and seen all the all the connections right. that really are there so definitely something that's uh in our scope for sure 100 percent. yeah well as we listen to your second pick let's see if we can uh hear steve's voice singing background on this all right um also there's banjo on it so that's a plus <laughs> there you go Older as she told it, she was mine. 
drums on that track are ridiculous. They're so good. Yeah. I didn't really pick out Steve Wynn in the background vocals, but he's credited as being there. I'm really glad you picked that track, Soraya, because I think um, I think our if our only two picks were Loser and Greed, Hate, and Drinking, you you might think that the band is very um, narrow. But mm. I think as we opened up with our tracks from side two, especially when you played Last Days, I think it shows that the band um, is a little bit more dynamic than yeah. you would have guessed from our first two picks. So I'm really glad that you played that. It almost had like a hints of psychedelia in there. Yeah, there's a they throw a lot on that track. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that I mentioned that there is banjo on there that you can hear a little bit, especially. Oh, yeah. Percent. It's credited as somebody named Kevin Keane. Um, I don't know who that is, but no other credits other than playing banjo on this album. So. Mm. But I just wanted to throw that out there as well. So yeah, see, and it's it's a uh, it's refreshing when you can hear a band that kind of can bring a lot of different influences together and have it sound meaningful and and uh, complete. So this was a this was a really neat album for me to listen to, and I'm glad I did. Oh yay! And it was your idea to do it, so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, yeah. I'm glad we did it. So. As we kind of looked down the roster of down there, you know, mm -hmm. there's some albums that are worth digging into there. Absolutely. And we could tell how proud Steve was of this record, being part of this record. And oh, yeah. Record. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was definitely worth jumping into. And I will add that um, as we end the episode, this was the band's second album, as we mentioned earlier, and last album. So second and last album. So um, it, it's this and done. Yeah. So. And it's a good album. Mm -hmm. So get Absolutely. your copy or find a way or, you know. Yes. Yeah, or uh, yeah. send an email to your favorite. Send an email. It, to your favorite of all of the Paisley Underground podcasts. Podcasts that are out there. <laughs> and, and we may be able to help you with some files. So. We may be able to hook up a person or two. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, and uh, Jeff, enjoy your road trip. Yeehaw! Take the hat. It's necessary. Yeah, I'll take the hat and a CD to, to, to keep me company on the road. So, Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, yeah. folks, we hope we're going to take a teeny tiny little little break. But while Jeff goes and discovers the Southwest, but uh, we'll be back soon with more stuff. So in the meantime, gente, ¿qué do we Groove on, Paisley people. I reckon I'll see you next time. So your your uh, connection kicked into high gear after about five minutes. It was like yeah, oh. I'm glad because wow, that was that you could, aggravating. You could see too. Um, I mean, even the picture, like it was a little bit pixelated at first, and it just like just started to like get clearer, clearer. Yeah.
Like something something happened. There must have been something going on to some interference or something earlier. It's so yeah. frustrating. It's so frustrating when it happens. And I just have to remember, you know, something beyond my control. You know, I can only do so much.